Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Freestyle Friday. It's been a grip. It has been a minute. Um, I wish it wasn't a minute, but here we are. Lock been going on in my life. I mentioned recently I tried to go sober. I was four days sober, five if you count alcohol. So five days sober from alcohol. Then I learned that certain steps need to be taken to black out responsibly. You can uh, you can drink a lot and kind of black out, or you can just drink a lot responsibly or black out responsibly or a little bit of both, a little bit of gray area. But I made some key mistakes. I analyzed the game film of my wallet escapade, but I have all new cards on the way. My ID, I think, is in my P.O. box. So, cheers, boys. Some Irish crickets, but with a Bud Light. A lot of Bud Light slander on this podcast, I know, but it's what I had and it's what I wanted to get. So, fuck you if you don't like it. Mm. Ah, man. Feels good. I um, just uploaded the episode with Chris Nicastro. I didn't want to miss my Thursday upload streak. We've been going eight weeks strong, which is unbelievable to me. Eight weeks. Two months of doing this podcast, which is really cool to me. I haven't done a lot of things for that long in a while. Two straight months, every Thursday, no exceptions. I am a little pissed because I recorded it on Tuesday and I could have scheduled the upload so I wouldn't have to worry about it. But I got lazy and you know did this and that and was excited about going out. And we had a home run derby for softball, for, or not softball, we had a home run derby for SDT, the sorority. I, uh, I made solid contact. For a lax kid, I didn't do bad. Made solid contact on two pitches out of three. Uh, first one I kind of whiffed on. I was talking to one of the baseball kids after. I was swinging a bit early, so might need Tom Wall to help coach up my swing a bit. But, yeah, I'm... Um, all new cards on the way. We're going to be chilling. New ID. Uh, lost the fake though. But I got another ID that I think is expired that's real from my fraternity brothers. And that has been working so far. You know, we look nothing alike. And he's five inches shorter and has blue eyes. <laughs> kind of funny that sometimes people don't give a shit. They just want to just wanna see what you got. They don't really care. But the reason I was late uploading today, unfortunately, no, it was not due to an all-nighter studying or anything like that. I was up late with my fraternity brothers on Wednesday night doing nonsense that I will not divulge. But I was up late, and I was like, I'm not going to take fucking melatonin to go to sleep. So I took half a bar of Xanax and I love Xanax I think I will love is bad it's not really a great thing to say that I love Xanax you know people be like I love God I love Jesus I love my brother you know I love my mom I love my dad I don't love Xanax I enjoy taking one um and usually obviously I don't drink on them because that just you can, you can die sometimes when you do both, when you start mixing drugs and shit. But I took half one because I want to go to bed. And 
I ended up, you know, it kind of makes sense. Even if I hadn't taken one, that I'd sleep until fucking two o'clock. But five a.m. to two o'clock is that eight hours? I don't know. Five a.m. six a.m. six a.m. would be one. Yeah, just a that's nine hours actually, but. <laughs> I don't think I slept for nine hours. I think it was, I woke up at maybe one and then took a nap, a nap right after I had woken up, which is pretty silly. Um, what else has been going on? I am really enjoying life right now. Life is kind of has been wild in October. It's going so fast. You know, you set goals for yourself every day, and you try and be disciplined with those goals. And that's also why you shouldn't take Xanax. The second you start taking Xanax is the second you lose all your goals. You just want to just rot and watch movies and just chill. I only wanted to just go to bed. Um, I fucking, I didn't go to the gym and that sucks. So I'm going to have to sweat my dick off tomorrow on the Stairmaster. Our gym at the school doesn't have a sauna. It sucks. So I'm just going to have to sweat it all out. Sweat out all the booze. Thankfully, I quit nicotine. I was never a fiend about nicotine in my entire life you know occasionally kids cool the cool kids in the bathroom would offer me rips and i'd be like yeah bro of course in high school but never really wanted to be addicted to anything so i didn't do it and then when i was drunk i started doing it and that just felt that was like i felt like king of the world just buzzing my dick off on the nicotine and also being hammered Junior year of high school, just taking a rip-off mango pod to the dome off somebody's vape. That was king shit. That was peak. That was the peak. Fortnite, Jewel, fucking the whole nine yards. That was, those are the best of times. Sophomore year, 2018, junior year, 2018. Doesn't matter. Best of times. So, that's why I love the gym, too. I feel myself getting a lot stronger now that I've been bulking. I have been eating a lot of chicken, pasta, chocolate milk every meal, and I feel Chick-fil-A too. Chick-fil-A is absurd for gains. A lot of fat though, but a ton of protein and a ton of carbs. So just munch it on some Chick-fil-A. We have one on campus. This lady on campus was, they were about to close and you know, when restaurants and stuff like that close, they have to throw out the food they just that you know that's ready to be eaten that's fine there's that was freshly made that day they just have to throw it out because uh, they didn't end up selling it so the lady at the counter was giving us gave me two free sandwiches which was awesome two free spicy sandwiches which would usually cost a meal swipe each and i was stoked for that honestly and then this fucking guy people are so weird sometimes man like this fucking guy, he said to this other kid that came in, these kids were drunk, by the way, and that never helps anything. I like being drunk, but once it starts causing issues, especially with other people, and when you're sober watching it, you're like, ah, you know, you just kind of get secondhand embarrassment. But this kid walks in, no mask. He wants to, you know, use a meal swipe to get some food. He's been pre-gaming for the club, and this guy is telling him, Put on a mask.
straight up just refusing to put on the mask. He's like, no way, Jose. You know, I don't have one, this and that. And the guy gives him one and says, you need to go outside, put it, put the mask on, and then come back around through the entrance because it's a one-way exit. Come back around through the entrance and then go. And this kid's like, what the fuck? Like, are you fucking, what, what's the fucking logic? Like, all this, sh- oh my god. And it, it is pretty silly that they have rules like that. And then, so I finish up my food and I come back to my dorm, trying to walk back. And I, I tell the guy, it's kind of older guy, shorter guy, uh, gray hair with a hat on. And I look at him and I tell him, I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, you have to deal with that. He's like, I'm sorry. He looks at me dead in my eye. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If I had a dollar for every time I heard I'm sorry, I'd be a millionaire. I hate working here. You're all a bunch of spoiled brats. Society has rules. If you don't follow rules, if you don't follow the rules, you know, what's going to happen out in society? You know, just all this (laughs) boomer shit. Like, I understand, yes, there's rules, and I will follow them happily. If, to me, honestly, I'm not some fucking, I could never do some of the shit I see these people doing. I, it's not worth arguing to me. If I have a mask, okay, I'll put it on. Maybe I'll slip, tuck the nose under it, over it, I should say. Get away with that if I can, because I don't like, I like being able to breathe through my nose. Um, if I can't, then I'll just put it on. You know, it's not a big deal to me. It's not the end of the world. And I think people who are like that, that the mask is the end of the world, really, that's where your priorities are at? Really? Putting a mask on your face for 10 minutes while you get your food is the end of the world for you. That's absurd. (coughs) Ah, man. Sorry, COVID, I guess. COVID numbers are way down. It's really refreshing to see. Um, it looks like we're coming out of the tail end of this pretty on, I'm not going to say unscathed. I'm not going to speak on behalf of other people, but it looks like we're coming out of the end of the pandemic coming up on year two. And how long did the Spanish flu pandemic last three, four years? That was in 1918. So two years for 2020 is not that bad, but also I talked about the softball or the home run derby. I don't know why I'm saying tournament, but there was a home run derby tournament kind of. And the dream our fraternity dream girls, which are like sweethearts, dream girl sweethearts, they are in that sorority, they're in SDT. And they wanted us all to come. We were more than happy to, and it was awesome. And I felt really involved as a student for the first time. Unfortunately, UT doesn't have a big, it's, you know, for a small-ish school, not a lot of student involvement. But tonight, I was on top of my student involvement. It was awesome. I actually was so happy to be kind of doing stuff that the school throws because the school does throw really cool stuff. Tonight, for example, they had a speech contest. And this, I, I unfortunately had class, so... I missed the first two speeches, but the last two, oh my goodness, the last two were unbelievable. They were unbelievable. This, the first girl I saw, 
she was talking about how 20-year-olds are getting killed in Tampa and probably all over the United States, honestly. They're just getting gunned down. And it's really sad that we basically, you know, what's anybody doing about it? But this last guy, man, oh boy, this last guy is going to be a politician or something. He was unbelievably knocked my socks off. I'm pretty sure he lives in my dorm because I have seen him. Seen him. His name is Lincoln. And Lincoln is from California, and he has a brother named Reagan. And yes, they're all named after presidents, which is kind of hilarious. But Lincoln told a speech about trying to end homelessness. And Lincoln was telling a story, you know, there's 600,000 homeless people, which is a lot. 600,000 people is, man, is there, there's not a stadium that holds that, right? How many, the, I think the, the AT&T stadium that the Cowboys play in holds 100,000 people. So, or the big house, Michigan, the big house, they've held like 100,000 people. So six of those filled with people with no home, just like wandering. That's really sad. So Lincoln was telling the story about how his brother was a really, you know, he's six foot nine, really cool guy, smart, the whole nine yards, just a loving, gentle, giant, great person. And then Lincoln tells us that his brother, Reagan, also suffered from bipolar disorder. Um, now I'm not going to speak on other people's issues. I don't like doing that. I don't like when people do that about me or not that I have a ton of, well, you know, (laughs) um, in all seriousness though, I don't want to speak and make myself look stupid, but obviously when somebody has issues like that, there's a lot that goes into it, uh, behind the scene, what you see and what you don't see behind the scenes, a lot that goes into it and up front. So no judgments. He was telling us about how, unfortunately, um, he had bipolar disorder, and for a while, it was good. He had a structured everyday life in high school, like we all do. He had structure. He was on his medication, and then after high school, he kind of stopped taking his medication. He was just, he, he and he, there would be times where he would be volunteering at the church and he would as Lincoln described light up the whole room but then there were other times where this um where Reagan would be physically and mentally clued to his bed and would be unable to function move do anything argue and would have intense rage would throw stuff at the walls, threw a bicycle in their garage, all that bad stuff. So what it ended up happening with Reagan, as Lincoln described us, please keep up. What ended up happening with Reagan was he was off his meds. And even when I'm off my meds, I don't really act the way I like to. I am sometimes kind of a spaz, erratic not focused, stuff like that. Um, Reagan committed a crime, but it was a non-violent crime. And he 
had to he was living with his mom at the time i think their parents split he was living with his mom he had committed a non-violent crime and um he had a his mom had just gone through a divorce single mom taking care of two kids one of them is bipolar uh she had to kick him out and he was living on skid row of la and if you don't know about skid row it's it's awful it's just miles of homeless people just intense and whatever they can scounge up to make themselves in a better situation and Lincoln was telling us about how this meth head on a child's BMX BMX bike had pointed a loaded gun at Reagan's head for almost five minutes straight and five minutes isn't a lot but when you have a loaded gun pointed at your head, that seems like an eternity. And thankfully, it didn't pull a trigger. But it just really sucks. <coughs> really sucks that that happened to Reagan. And But now, Reagan's good. Reagan is on the meds. And he's in a home that helps people with that, I believe. And Lincoln is doing really good he just he won that competition the speech competition he won it by a landslide he was unbelievable he and he won the crowd favorite and he won the competition i wanted to compete i would like to compete in a, a future one but that's just a sidebar obviously all props to reagan i reached out to him after told him that i am the vp of philanthropy in the in our fraternity and i would like to do some work with them helping make things for homeless people not make things but make care packages for homeless people help them get help stuff like that soup kitchens all that good stuff because i would because i'm sure behind you know the dirt the grime there's a tragic tragic story that and you know that's somebody's kid that's somebody's son or daughter and i feel that we could definitely do more than we're doing it's easy to block them out. I do it. We all do it. But damn, just a shame. But 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 Lincoln, really good speaker, and really stoked for him. After that, I actually went to another student involvement thing, and I just want to circle back again. I I, I can't say this enough. Lincoln was outstanding. Cheers. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. crisp refreshing bud light just hits different at this hour of the night doesn't it so after lincoln gave his incredible speech i reached out to him told him hey i'd love to do some work with you guys we have manpower you guys need manpower and it's something we'd love to help do so that and we we do stuff with uh the environment but I feel helping homeless, helping homeless people not only is better for people with uh, the environment's important. The environment's very important. But we're, we were, our cleanups are, we, we are in a contract. Oh, excuse me. We're in a contract with people to do four cleanups a year on South Howard Avenue, which is the main bar drag of, of uh, near the University of Tampa. So we can do that. But on a Saturday or Sunday, we can do stuff helping the homeless, making care packages, things like that, raising money, 
all that good stuff. Because let's end that shit. So, like I was saying, after that, I was, my phone was dead. And I went to a comedy show. First ever live stand-up show I've ever been to. It was actually very cool. It was about 15 of us in the room. So it was super intimate. Not sexually intimate, obviously, but it was intimate. This guy was doing his set. His name's Ian Laura. Ian L-A-R-A. Ian Laura. Let me tell you, this guy was fucking hilarious. He wasn't exactly my sense of humor, but... Sorry, a little audio glitch there, but wasn't exactly my sense of humor. But he was very funny. And what was really special was that he was not only smart, but he played the room so well. And he would take questions. I was asking him questions, and he was riffing off what I was saying. It was awesome. I asked him, oh, what did I ask? I asked him how he felt because... I, as you know, we've talked about Lil Sasquatch a hundred times on this podcast, but I saw his, he liked a tweet on Twitter and it was so true. And it was talking about Chappelle and why Chappelle keeps circling back to this one thing with the transgenders. And I asked him, I said, how do you feel about that? Because, you know, and this guy, Ian Laura had opened for Chappelle on those tours and it blows my mind. Why the hell does one of the funniest people, smartest people, most introspective, funny, and just overall funny as shit guy, maybe ever, keep circling back to this one thing? Is it because he's stubborn? Maybe. I don't know. But, it, you know, it's funny. I love, I think it, the whole charade has been fucking hysterical. But he just keeps circling back to this one thing. Like, go to doing regular stuff. Sometimes people get sick of hearing shit. We live in an internet age where memes and jokes die so fast. If you keep circling back to this one thing, I will. St- obviously, we're all going to be watching. That's the main thing that's not going to change. We're all going to watch. But if you just keep circling back to this one thing, it's just, ugh, just I get, I, uh, it's like, come on, really? Come up with some new stuff. But I still think he is hilarious. I just wish he did more jokes. Because sometimes Chappelle's stand-up now feels like he talks for an hour you know i'd rather watch my buddy liam cullah do stand up liam who grew up right down the street from me doing stuff for friday beers now has always been funny on youtube tiktok instagram the guy's like one of the funniest dudes out there and it's so nice now it's really cool when you see someone that's been funny for so long um finally get compensated for it but this guy, Ian Laura, that I think it's cool. That's really cool, like, playing in front of 15 kids. Because, um, you know, we're all laughing and stuff. I <laughs> I was dying. He was hitting a lot of the basic stuff about, like, white girls and wine and avocado toast. But he was also really smart talking about the vaccine. <laughs> Actually, he mentioned the vaccine one time. He asked me if I was vaccinated, and I told him, yeah. Um but nothing like that it's hard i didn't have my phone i wish i had recorded it but none of the i was laughing at his jokes because some of them were very funny oh he had this one joke about um how girls like to hide the fact that they have plastic surgery 
and he was like, "Oh, if I if I got plastic surgery, I the my ex would be the first bitch I call. I'd be like, who you calling pencil dick now, bitch?" And that one killed me. I was laughing pretty hard. Kind of embarrassing when you're laughing so hard at everything and there's 15 people, but yeah, uh, shout out to University of Tampa for booking that guy. Somebody who opens for Chappelle, I'm sure, is not easy to book, nor cheap. So, really cool of them to do that. Um, besides that, I hope everybody's school is going well. If you're in school, if you're not in school, I hope your job's going well. Man, working must be ass. I'm going to be working two jobs, and that's going to suck balls. I'm going to be interning, and I'm going to be refereeing intramural sports I believe because I just want to meet people in the school not in frats I like being friends with everybody you know so and I think some hot ass girls ref too that's the other thing with the home run uh, the yeah the home run derby their whole sorority was in the bleachers I was shitting bricks I'd never swung a baseball bat since t-ball and I'm in front of all these sorority chicks <laughs> it's funny because like you see one like kind of overweight girl and you're like and by the way the, this sorority in, in question is the hottest sorority on campus without a doubt they have the baddest girls all the all the valid shorties as you might say and i i, I you know one of my buddies points out a fat girl and he's like is she in the right sorority <laughs> and that's fucked but the 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 difference between fraternities and sororities is fascinating to me. I was talking to this one girl, and you know, big little is a big thing in Greek life. You know, you have your big brother, that's your your mentor, or your big sister, and then obviously the big has their little brother or sister, and that's someone you watch out for, protect, mentor, kind of take under your wing. And I talked to this girl that said she had spent four hundred dollars on her little buying them clothes and all this shit candy decorations all this cool stuff like you know what i got for my big he covered my bar tab for like 30 40 bucks or he covered my entry to the bar didn't even cover drinks and then he bought me uh edward 40 hands so like 40 bucks which shout out to him that was fire that was one of the best nights of my life but it's crazy to me some of these people just go nuts um, I uploaded late, I already talked about this, but the interview, which I uploaded late, was with Chris Nicastro, and I was cool with Adam through high school, Adam's a wicked cool guy, was FaceTiming him the other day, blacked as shit, when he was ripping some, ripping some brews with McKinney, who are, who's also a wicked cool guy, and Chris is really cool, Chris is just doing his thing, doing school, doing music, having fun with it. it just such a cool conversation because I've never really, sometimes you just click with somebody that kind of understands everything. And Chris is someone who's cultured. He's seen The Simpsons, South Park, all that stuff. And a lot of people haven't. I was kind of, I'm, uh, I'm kind of like a dorky guy, I guess. I love Star Wars, or I loved it when I was little, still do, but... When I was little, I watched a ton of Star Wars movies. I think that's the only... But I played sports, but I think the only way my parents ever got me to sit still, really, was when we watched movies and TV together. 
and they read to me a lot too obviously like they um <laughs> my parents are good parents don't get the wrong idea if you're listening uh child protective services they were really awesome folks and they you know did did uh did a great job with michael and i but and they read to me a ton too and they made me love books except i never like was able to read them i thought i was on at like a wicked higher reading level because i'd finish books super fast but it was only because I had such bad ADHD, I'd skip half the words, and they and I'd be asked about the book after, and I wouldn't know a goddamn thing about it. But I think that's the only way I could be able to sit still was watching movies and stuff. So I watched a ton of movies, watched James Bond when I was way too young to understand like what sex was and stuff, <laughs> which is kind of funny because all I saw was guys like shooting at each other. I was like, dude, this is awesome. Sean Connery just beat the crap out of this guy. This is sick, and. Um, I was always into that stuff, so I completely forgot what I was just talking about. We just went on a super long tangent. I, I, <laughs> you know what? I was, there was another thought I had, and I will say before I get into it that I was just talking about my parents. Happy 26th anniversary, mom and dad. Um, 26 years married is awesome. It's special, I'd say, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's special. That's a lot of work. That's 26 years with one one chick, bro. I can't even do 27 hours or 26 hours, really. Like, it's like, nah, fuck that. Why would I want to stay with one box? Mm. But I digress. Um, they raised some pretty cool guys, I'd say. Pretty chill guys. And they've been married 26 years, and that's really impressive. That's a lot of work. And I can only strive to emulate that, which I don't know if it will happen And with this generation. I know I sound like, back in my day, this generation, your generation will never be as great as mine. But I think that there is some actual sentiment to the fact that um, – our generation is very pleasure-seeking, pleasure-oriented, and for now at least, while we're young, maybe that's every generation, but, you know, I w am interested to see where things pan out for Gen Z 20, 30 years from now. I'm interested, interested to see where the world pans out 20, 30 years from now. Maybe it'll be cool. Maybe it'll be like, you know, flying cars and shit are like Call of Duty, Black Ops 2 in the future, 2025, except 2025 is only about two years away, and we are nowhere close to as cool as that is. What is cool, though, I was thinking, I tweeted this the other day, or I wanted to tweet it, but it's a little explicit. I was thinking about, what are the coolest feelings in the world? Like, when do you feel like you have a 19-inch dinger swinging in between your legs? Like, that kind of swagger, that kind of cool and number one, for me at least, would have to be being offered cocaine. I don't do cocaine. Um, I've read a lot, and it like really fucks with your brain. And I also am someone that needs to be eating and sleeping in order to maintain my level of happiness, which I am very happy in my life right now. So, and my dad's the same way. We need to be eating. We need. We need. <laughs> we need to be fed. We need to sleep. We need to have, you know, some time for our brains, just some relaxation time. We can't just be go, go, go all the time. And that's exactly what cocaine is, and that's why I avoid it. Plus, 
kind of an addictive personality, so I don't really want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, with that being said, being offered cocaine, wicked, I just feel like the fucking, I feel like, wow, like, people think I'm cool enough to do cocaine like Tony Montana? That's fucking awesome. Somebody offered me a bump, dude. I'm like, I'm like walking on sunshine. I'm walking on cloud nine right now. I feel fucking sick. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like the star football player after I just scored the game winner and someone's older brother got the boys a bag in high school and he's, or not even a bag, just like a little key bump. <laughs> Some bullshit like that. But yeah, definitely getting offered cocaine is a pretty cool feeling. I do remember my first time getting offered cocaine was at the McGregor Poirier fight, the second one, not the third one. Maybe the third one too, honestly. I was drinking a lot that night. Somebody might have just uh, quickly offered me. But the second one, I was just chatting this kid up about betting and what he thought about McGregor. And then. We were standing right next to the bathroom, and he's like, want a bump? And I was just like, nah, I'm all set. So, But after that, I felt fucking sick. I thought I could slay any chick at the party. I was like, you know, this is my world. Every I've, I've got the world on a string on my finger. This is my world. You're all just living in it. Your dad looks up to me is how that was the feeling going through me. Um, number two coolest feeling, uh, getting told your arms look bigger. Um I was a recently watch. I say um a lot. I gotta stop that. I've been ranting a lot, but number two coolest feeling would have to be getting told your arms look bigger. I was chilling. We were watching Harry Potter at the fraternity house. I we I thought we were gonna go bowling, but we ended up not. Just kind of watching Harry Potter and chilling. Which, by the way, I am a Star Wars over Harry Potter guy all day, every day, and I'll be the first to admit that. However, however. Harry Potter's sick. Harry Potter is sick. Especially after what they did to the fucking sequels in Star Wars. Harry Potter is fucking sick. Although, I, I, when I got home that night from watching Harry Potter, I just started watching YouTube videos about it because I was like, I forgot how cool this is. So, but while I was there... I was wearing, I bought a new shirt from Walmart, a Cobra Kai shirt. Shout out KP Football. Cobra Kai. Strike hard, strike first, no mercy. And I, it's a large, and I usually I kind of rock a baggier shirt, like an XL, um, just because I'm like, extra, I don't fill it out all the way. I'm, it's XL for extra long, not extra large. <laughs> nice, but was rocking a large shirt. And the my big actually was like, hey, uh, you've been hitting the gym. Your arms look bigger. And <coughs> wow, I haven't felt that good in a long time. I felt like I was like, yeah, man, I've been hitting it. And I have been hitting it pretty well. I've been trying to bulk up a little bit, like I said. But I, that was one of the best feelings ever. That was a great feeling. It's a great feeling when the boys start to notice. Not even the girls. Fuck the girls. When the boys start to notice your gains fire and let's see what's going to come in at number three for best feelings ever um hitting a good golf shot maybe a, a nice tee shot a a nice wedge shot wedge shot b or a nice driver nice drive 
if I hit my driver, I, I struggle with the driver. And it's weird because I'm long, but I, I just try and kill the ball. And I think I shouldn't. I got to slow the heck down. But hitting a nice drive off a tee, mm, 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 mm. or with a hard club to hit. Oh, uh, one of the, like hitting. I, I hit my three wood one um, when I was out golfing the last time with the boys, and I hit an awesome, awesome shot. It was right on the fairway or right on the edge of the rough. It put me in perfect line with the pin. That was a great feeling. Um, uh, my favorite club in my bag is my pitching wedge. So if I just hit a nice wedge shot, I'll, I'll be ecstatic. I love it. I feel like Tiger, and, or even um. Like a like a 54, 56 degree loft, that is awesome. My uncle hits his 60 degree loft, which if you don't know golf, 60 degrees, you know, 90 degrees is a right angle. So 60 degrees is really hard to hit because you're just coming at it. There's so much of the faces tilted upwards. It's just really hard to hit. So my uncle was hitting unbelievable wedge shots with a 60 degree and i was in in awe of him it was awesome i really wanted to watch florida state play miami this weekend but unfortunately tickets were around 100 bucks it's four hours away from tampa and i don't really want to spend the guap up there uh, because it's going to be hectic it's a rivalry game so i think i'm going to play golf with the boys this weekend and that should be a great time I'll let you guys know how I do. All right. Um, keep going if you're going through something bad. People are there for you. People love you. You are loved. Keep going if you are going through something awesome, if you're crushing it, if you're trying to go for that 4.0 or that 3.5 or whatever you're striving for. And just keep going in general. Just one step at a time, brother. All right. Um, lift heavy. Deadlift. Squat a lot. Rock a burnout. We're all, you know, getting better out here. And I hope Freestyle Friday has welcomed you into a great weekend. All right, I'll see you guys later. Peace. They want to rush in, cause a stampede. No handles, flying like a banshee. They use cheat codes, but we don't cheat, though. No cliff notes, homie, we don't need those. Take the high road, I'm trying to fly though Wanna touch the sky, but still lie low Never water down, even with the hydro Vaporize the hate so I don't have to keep my eyes low Hit eyes low, get it in in Norway Cleanse palates with the callous man sorbet Doorways open up, yup, more cake Soon enough the sweet turns sour, more court dates We burn it down though, and just live it up It sucks ass when they ask about a living trust I don't have one, cause I don't have shit And when I do, I'm probably gonna just stash it It takes time for the interest to make sense it makes sense for the linguists to invest i've been blessed with the brain and some rhythm those hands too square on the tortoise and i'll win it come on